0: Welcome to the Same But Different podcast, a show that celebrates humanity, the ways we love others, the ways we keep love from coming in. We're going to dig deep. This show brings a dash of vulgarity and a whole lot of audacity to the Enneagram. If you're looking to know yourself on a deeper level, nurture healthier relationships, foster richer connections, and improve communication to make that happen, then you're in the right place, my friend. Hi, I'm your host, Amy, Enneagram alchemist and a fiercely supportive sister stepping in stride beside you. Are you ready to feel fucking seen? Are you ready to see others? Because I'm ready to ask those questions. The very things we're trying to avoid are exactly what we need to embrace in order to grow. So kick back, take off your bra, get comfy, and let's fucking do this. Welcome back to the Same But Different podcast. Today's episode... Our first real episode is dedicated to my people, the type twos. So, I have done an Instagram post, an Instagram live, and a reel around this conversation. I've probably taken it to Facebook as well around a practice or a ritual to help type twos prevent giving to get. So, type twos give to get because of a deep rooted belief that they don't deserve to be loved for who they are, which hurts to say, (laughs) really hurts to say as a two, but twos do have a heart for giving. I personally love giving. I love being of service. I have volunteered since I was, I don't know, 10. Um, I love doing, I loved gift giving. There is nothing about giving that I don't enjoy, except when I'm doing it excessively in order to get something. So what we have to do Some of our big work here is making sure that our strength doesn't become our struggle. And the key to genuine giving is being altruistic and unselfish and ensuring that there are no strings or any kind of expectations attached before you give of yourself. So what we can do is we can actually use our natural inclination to do for others as a way to get our needs met without asking for them directly. And that hurts to say because I've done it my whole life until this practice came into place and I, the Enneagram helped make me aware of this lifelong tendency that I have. So what this can look like, just a couple of high-level examples, maybe you're sending gifts in hopes that someone will become your friend, or maybe they already are your friend and you want to be closer to them. So you're sending them a gift, hoping that there's maybe a, a raise in the status of your relationship. Maybe you've noticed a shift in a connection with someone, and instead of addressing it directly... Or just letting it be because connection shifts are just part of life. Maybe you go overboard trying to pull that person back in. Maybe you do something in hopes that someone will think more highly of you. And this can look like overstepping boundaries and imposing your help if someone is pulling away from you. And I think that as twos, this is very going to be very painful to hear. Are you ready? Just brace yourself. I think sometimes we feel like we deserve to break other people's boundaries. We've built these strong relationships, we've built these strong connections, and we're really close to our really, really close people. And I know that if I am really honest with myself and I look back in the past where I have grossly overstepped boundaries, I think I felt entitled to do that, as hard as that is to say. So all of that is part of how type twos get this reputation of coming across as inauthentic. And it's a huge part of how we can become known or how we have become known for being manipulative. Pride shows up really big for us here. We convince ourselves that we mean well, and maybe we think we do. We fully believe we do. But this is why we have to check in with ourselves. So giving, I think before you dive into this practice, it's really important for you to pause. You're going to hear me saying that word a lot on this podcast with inner work, especially Enneagram work. You have to pause. You have to notice. You have to really own your shit before you can do anything about it or even with it. So I think a really good first step here for us is how does my giving show up? Is it gifts? is it money? I know that I will send people coffee money on Venmo. I'm like, here's five bucks thinking of you. Here's money for like a coffee. Hope you have a great day. Um, Acts of service, time, anything that you are giving of yourself. Also with compliments and flattery right? We, oof, type twos can really get into a cycle of using flattery to build people up instead of building authentic relationships. So we're going to notice first, where am I giving, or I'm sorry, how am I giving the most? Where's that showing up in my life the most? So that's the first step. So once we've noticed that, what does our giving look like? And maybe it's in all the ways. Maybe there's not a singular way you really do it. Maybe you sit with it and you notice, okay, I'm really giving of myself in every single way possible. Okay, so we've we've narrowed it down or we haven't narrowed it down, but either way we figured it out. So before you give a gift of any kind or before you are offering to help, I really invite you to try this practice and ritual of asking yourself, it's just two questions, that's it. You could even type these two questions into your phone, like into your notes, as a reminder before giving, just a quick little check-in practice. So question number one. If they did not thank me, if they did not recognize me, and they did not acknowledge the gift that I have given or how I have helped them, would I still do it? Really put a hand to your heart. Really sit with it. Imagine it. Okay. I was going to give this person, I don't know. I'm looking at a candle. I was going to give this person a candle. If they didn't thank me for this, how would that feel? And I know manners come up in here a lot, right? It's polite to thank people. However, if you expect it, that is your expectation of someone else and deeply unfair. We can't do that. You can't put that on someone. That is a string. That is an expectation. That is manipulation. So it's, and I know that's hard. I grew up down here in the South in a conservative world where everything is, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, thank you, yes, sir, all of those things. So I know that manners can push against this one particular practice a little bit, but if you can shift away from that part of it, right, the manners part of it, do you need them to thank you? Do you need them to acknowledge you and recognize you? If so, mm, 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 mm. that's a hard no. That's a hard no. That means that there is a string attached to that gift giving. And I would invite you to consider not giving that gift. Now, if you ask yourself that question and the answer is truly no, I'm gonna give this candle, we're just using a candle. If I give this candle and there's no thanks, am I okay with that? I am. Because I just thought I love this candle and I know she would love this candle. So I'm gonna give her this candle and if she doesn't thank me, that's okay because it's just about me giving unselfishly. Okay, so we've done the first question. If you would give the candle, Without needing any thanks, we're going to move on to the next question. Do I expect anything in return? Anything. Am I expecting love, attention, validation, gratitude? Am I trying to get them to behave in a certain way? Am I hoping that this gift will result in a certain outcome? Am I hoping they will like me or talk to me more? All of those questions. If there is a yes to anything like that, there's a string attached, there's an expectation, and that gift-giving is not altruistic. So if you have answered those questions and you've shown that you have an ulterior motive, I want to congratulate you on having the self-awareness to recognize it. It is not easy to look inward and say, shit, (laughs) shit. I did it again. I really was hoping to get something out of this. That right there is growth. That is noticing, that is self-awareness, that is putting your pride aside and owning it. So, I would sit with this and really try to understand what are you needing and hoping to get by giving this gift or offer or help or whatever it might be? What is it you're hoping for? So we're we're going to use this candle. If it's a yes that I wanted, I wanted gratitude. And if it's a yes, there's an expectation tied. What is it you were actually hoping for? What was it? Were you maybe hoping that they would and I'm just invite you to a party? If so, go and have a direct conversation with them about that. That's the whole purpose of this is making sure that we are putting ourselves and our needs, and our humanity right up front where they belong. We do not deserve to endlessly self-sacrifice in order to be loved. No one, no one is meant to do that. No one on this earth. So I really invite you to figure out what is it you were hoping for. And if you're able to do that, again, I want to congratulate you in advance because that's big work. That's a big step, and it might not feel big, but I promise it is. And I want to share... A couple of things that I have done <laughs> it feels gross. I had a um, a friend several years ago. She had a tragic death in her family, and our connection had been really uh, dying down. It had been really fizzling, and I was really struggling with it. And so she had this really tragic death in her family, and she had made a comment about how she was going to do a slideshow for the funeral or for the service. I am, I can feel how I felt in that moment. Oh my God. Um, I immediately took that to mean, oh my God, I could do this for them. I could do the slideshow for them. They're hurting. They don't need to be bothered with this. They should be grieving again, me putting all of these things on someone else, assuming how they should grieve. Oh my God. Um, I'm just going to do it for them. So I start, texting people and our mutual friend group. And then she had to text me and say something I couldn't even remember verbatim or word for word what she said, but essentially you are taking this from me. I never asked you to do this. And the deep, deep amount of shame I felt, oh my God, I can feel it now. And that moment was really hard because I had a friend who was really hurting and I meant well. I thought I meant well, I should say. I had every intention of meaning well, in that moment, my pride really convinced me that I was going to help my friend. But after she rightfully and thankfully called me out on it, I realized I was making that about me. I was making this entire situation about me, unbeknownst to me. I had truly convinced myself that this was the way. And it really opened my eyes to needing to have a direct conversation with her around our actual friendship. That's what needed to happen. What really needed to happen on the other side of my manipulation was I just needed to have a conversation with a friend about the direction our friendship was going. That was it, but that felt incredibly hard. That felt impossible. My God, how could I ever just go to someone and say something like that? Instead, I'm gonna find these little ways of helping and of giving to make them love me and to pull me back in. And in the process, I hurt someone who was already really hurting, which was never my intention. I really wanted to help. I thought I was helping and I wasn't. I was doing more harm. Helping has to be with consent. There has to be consent with helping. If you are doing anything for someone without their consent, of course, to a certain extent, you can do so much more harm. You can cause so much more pain that way. And I share that with you to say that I have been there. And that I know that a lot of type twos in my life have shared similar stories with me. And you are human. We are human. We get to fuck up, but we have to grow from it. We have to see our our patterns, right? That's an unconscious pattern I've done my whole life. And it is a damn shame that I had to hurt someone who was already devastated and hurting more in her life than she probably ever had, in order for me to learn that incredibly hard lesson. I had to hurt someone to learn a lesson and that's not okay. And I wanna share this with you because I don't want other type twos or any other human out there who might fall into the pattern of giving to get. It has nothing to do with your Enneagram type. You could be anyone, any type, and fall into these unconscious patterns. You deserve to have your needs met in a direct way. So a boundary for me in 2023, I have decided, and if anyone wants to join me with this, I would love it if, if only if it feels right to you. I will not be giving any gifts in 2023 other than to my husband and to my family for Christmas. And that's it. There will not be a single time in the Lord's year of 2023 that I give other than to myself, period. I just want to see. I'm 38, I'll be 39 next year, and never once in my life have I ever focused on not giving. The focus for me has always been giving, 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 because I really do love to do that. It fills my cup. Even with this practice that I've kind of come up with, this couple-step practice and ritual, I love giving. So a good practice for me is to put myself first, and that's a really good practice for anyone else who leads with type 2. So if you're all in and you want to set some hard boundaries around gift giving in 23, I would love to hear about it. Till next time, friends.